Moving into hour number two, welcome to the program. My name is Jim Rome. Nice to be here. No, better than nice to be here. Really good to be here. And it is our final week of the year, so you want to get up in here. Pick a topic, have a take, don't suck, give me a phone call, hit me up on the X, or email me. Anything here works, virtually. Telephone number is toll free, 1-800-636-8686. Longhorn fan is not very happy that Dennis Dodd just said that if Nick Saban were to walk off at Alabama, that Sark might be the guy to replace him. So, Longhorn fan, I want your reaction to that. What do you think? (laughs) Would Sark really do that? Would Sark, who brought Texas all the way back and has them in a position to win a natty, would he really walk off on that and go back to Alabama? And by the way, is Alabama a better job than Texas? I'm not sure it is. Number one, I'm not sure it is. Number two, do you want to be the guy to follow the guy? Even if you have great faith in your abilities, like Sark does, do you want to be that guy? I could see where Dabo might jump off of Clemson if he had the opportunity, because you know he'd love to go to Bama. But if you're Sark and you've got that thing humming the way it is, would you do that? And this is not to say that we know that Nick Saban would walk off on this. But if Saban, starting with what he started with this year, And the fact that three games in, they looked as bad as they did. And he's got them with a look at a natty. And I think they're going to beat Michigan, personally. I could see where it might be pretty attractive to walk off on that. But plenty of time between now and then. Would you rather be the guy, put the money aside for a minute. Would you rather be the guy that brought Texas back and be that legend? Or would you rather be the guy to leave Texas to try to follow, to be the guy to follow the guy? I don't know. I don't know that that's the best fit. Now, if I'm Bama and Nick Saban walks, would I try to get Sark? Hell yes, he's on my short list. All right, so I want to go back to the other topic, and that's Philadelphia and the Eagles and how they're panicking and how a lot of this is falling on Jalen Hurts. And I gave you my take on that. And I said, Jalen Hurts did not play well. I said, Jalen Hurts did not play well, but Philly fans seems to be putting all of it on Jalen Hurts. Like, it's exclusively his fault that they lost that game. And I said, man, that's not fair at all. No, he didn't play well, but there's lots of blame to go around. Somehow, someway, I make a statement like that, I do a take like that, and it inspired this response. At Brammers1 on the X, quote, Jim, I'm listening to your radio program today. You're the best in the biz, but you need to lay off of Jalen Hurts. He is obviously struggling with some mental health difficulties. I know your job is to critique performance, but there is something else going on here. Uh, all right, brother. Are you? First of all, I have never professed to be a mental health expert in any sense. Number two, I never, ever, ever make light of mental health, ever. In fact, I've got a reinvention project episode that went live last week with Drew Robinson, somebody who tried to commit suicide, somebody who shot himself in an attempt to kill himself and lost an eye in the process, yet somehow through that harrowing experience was able to survive it, come out the other end, 
And now he does whatever he can to help and share the message. I mean, I would never make light of that. What I said was this. I want to play the soundbite once again. Hey, Bramber, by the way, dude, respectfully, are you a mental health practitioner? Do you know that that's what he's dealing with? I, I mean, you could be right. I certainly don't see it as a mental health issue sitting afar, nor am I making light of it if it is. What I said was, when he said, I don't have a dictionary, I said, if you did, my man, look up despondent, because that's what you would find. That's how you sound. And if you listen to him, he does sound despondent. I'm talking about this soundbite. I don't think we're, we're, uh, we're uh, committed enough. You know, you know, just, just got to turn it around. You know, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. Just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that, about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't know more than that. If I had a dictionary on me now, um, excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say that. I guess, how are you seeing that? It's just, you know, it's a matter of being on the same page. Um, it takes everyone being all in um, in all aspects, and, you know, it, it starts with me. So, Brammer, listen, my man, I mean, maybe you are medically trained, and maybe you're picking up on something that, as somebody who's not medically trained, is not picking up on, or maybe you're talking out your ass. I really don't know. What I said was, he said, I think we have a commitment issue. And then when the reporter followed up with, what do you mean by that? What do you mean there's an issue of commitment? He said, I don't have my dictionary. To which I responded, if you did, you should look up despondent because that's how you sound. And you're saying to me, I don't know, Jim, it's kind of irresponsible. He obviously has mental health issues. How do you know? I mean, I think we all are dealing with something. We're all dealing with something. Here's what I can allege. I don't know about a mental health issue, but I know there's a physical health issue. In fact, more than one. He's got a bad knee, physical health issue. He also was ill. He was questionable. They had him fly separately to that game from his teammates because he was sick. And they had him all pumped up on fluids and IVs, and they kept him off his feet and they tried to get him to save his energy. So there very definitely is a physical health issue. No, that sounded to me like a guy who was really frustrated, really disappointed, and really upset. I don't know, dude. You, maybe you know. I'll tell you what's insensitive. I'll tell you what's irresponsible. Is just randomly speculating about people's mental health on the internet. Especially to those who are really dealing with serious, serious mental health issues. So, no, dude, I'm not, I'm not that guy. That's not the show that I do. I'm not about that. But you can't tell me he doesn't sound down. And I think you can be down without dealing with a serious mental health issue. He's dealing with a team that was 10-1. and one. They went out there. He did enough to win, had a couple of bad mistakes. The defense couldn't get the hell off the field. He's taking it very seriously and very personally.
But whatever you do, don't ever come in here and accuse me of making light of somebody dealing with mental health issues. I'm not that dude, and I'm not doing that show. If you know anything about me, 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to the phones. We go to Philly. I've been asking, Philly fan, where are you? What's going on? I said, if I were you, I'd find the panic button and jump up and down on that thing. Let's go to Philadelphia. J.D., J.D., what's up? How are you? Jim, thanks for the vine. Appreciate it. Uh, this town is in full meltdown mode, as if the uh, Eagles and the Kelly Green uniforms are the Grinch stealing Christmas season. Now, this team's got a lot of problems. One thing that's not getting any run is we lost Shane Steichen. You saw the job he did with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, and you see what he's doing in Indy now. And he, his offense was just so much more sophisticated than what we're running now. Jalen's making some bad decisions, but that's not the whole story. Now, the other coordinator, the Ticonderoga, this guy puts the cornerbacks on an island and rushes four and doesn't even double-team anybody. Of course we're going to get torched. I mean, that, I mean, the smell in Philadelphia right now is a burnt toast, as in, as in toast cornerbacks. I mean, they're channeling uh, Elvis Patterson, who, who used to have the nickname Toast. Uh, we're in a lot of trouble. I think the 49ers may have sold our soul, but hey, thanks for getting Nick Nurse on. Appreciate all the content from the jungle and looking forward to 2024, even though we're going to get bounced by somebody. Thanks again, Jim. I'm out. My man, rack him. I like that. In market, on topic, and being honest rack about him. it. He said, are you kidding this town? We are in full panic mode. You mentioned Steichen. Hell yes, you missed that guy. I'll tell you somebody else you miss. Shot out of a cannon, Gannon. Speaking of leaving corners on an island, there's James Bradbury. I'm a big James Bradbury guy. Love the guy. Love him as a player. He had a bad night. He had a really bad night. He had a bad game. He got torched repeatedly and on the game winner, and he was asked after the fact exactly what happened on that play. Oh, no, I was just playing the sticks. Who's yeah. a man? What could you have done differently in your mind? Um, nothing, really. He just ran past me because I was sitting at the sticks. Brandon over there. So. Ouch. So what he was saying was, it was third and ten. I was at the sticks. I was playing the marker. What could you have done differently? I don't know. Pretty much nothing. He ran right by me. Nothing, really. He just ran past me because I was sitting at the sticks. I'm not going to try and decipher what Jalen Hurts meant when he said, we have commitment issues. I think Bradbury is a total pro. I like the guy a lot. We've had him on the show. I thought that when the Giants let him go, that was a big mistake. He's played really well for Philadelphia since getting there. He had a really bad night last night. But I, I don't know. Was Jalen Hurts talking about that? He didn't point the finger at anybody in particular except himself. He did say, I've got to play better. But then he added, I think that it's an issue of commitment. I don't know whose commitment he was questioning. But that's not the best response either. I was just playing the sticks, 
and he ran right by me. There was nothing I can do about it. Past, I was sitting at the sticks. I was sitting at the sticks. There was nothing I could do about it. He ran right past me. Nothing really. I, I got a question. They needed a touchdown to win, not a first down. So what are you doing camping at the sticks and letting a guy get behind you for a touchdown? Oh, no, I was just playing the sticks. What could I have done? What could I have done? I don't know. Not camp and squat at the sticks? Not let a guy run right by you? Do anything? Do anything except what you did? What could I have done? I don't know. Anything? Anything's more than nothing. Anything's more than letting a guy run right by you. This is what I mean about Philadelphia. So when Jalen Hurts says we have issues of commitment, I can see where he might say that. Hammered by Frisco. Hammered by Dallas. They had that game won, and they let it get away. And then on the game-winning play, you got a DB saying, yeah, I was just hanging out by the sticks. Nothing really. Like, what, what, do you, what do you want me He's to do? He ran right by me. I mean, my man, that's not a real good answer. What do you want me to do? He ran right by me. Hey, and Brammer, I'm not questioning his mental health. I'm not saying, I'm not making light of his mental health issues. I'm making light of his response. What was I supposed to do? He ran right by me. That's a really good player with a really bad answer. Eagle fan, get in here. Why am I having this conversation myself? I live in California. I don't have any dog in that fight. I'm talking about your team. I want to know what it's like in Philadelphia. I want to know how you're feeling right now. I want to know who you hold accountable. I want to know why you're blaming Jalen Hurts exclusively for this. He's not without blame, but he's not the only one who deserves blame. So I'm going to give you that telephone number one more time. 1-800-636-8686. Amber in Portland is in. Romy, mental health issues? No, he has the flu. My dude just lost. He feels like crap. He's trying to get through the presser without throwing up all over the mic. I mean, if one has to speculate, I would go on a limb and say the guy who said mental health is a huge douche. Can I rack somebody on the X? Thank you, Amber. War lady clones. Essentially what I'm saying. This guy's like, hey, Rome, take it easy, man. Get off this guy. He clearly is dealing with some mental health issues. I don't know if he is or isn't. But I know this. He's dealing with physical health issues. A knee. The flu. He felt like crap. It was compounded by the fact that he's played a game with those conditions and lost. And as I mentioned, some of you are upset that Dennis Dodd speculated that Sark could be the guy to replace Nick Saban if Nick Saban were to walk. Hey, Jim, tell Dennis to break the per diem and order the lobster enchiladas at Javier's. Shrimp enchiladas? Don't be a cheapskate. Rookie mistake. Add an essay. Dude, maybe he likes shrimp more than he likes lobster. I don't think he did it to save money. I don't know what the price point is on either of those two entrees, but I don't think you order one instead of the other to save money. And number two, my man knows Javier's. 
Dennis and I have talked about Javier's for years. Dennis has been to multiple Javier's. He knows what he's doing. He's not a rookie. He made it a point to go right there when he got to Vegas. He knows. Abel in the ATX is pissed. Quote, Jim, I can't believe what I just heard. I blew diet dew out my nose when I heard that garbage. Hey, Bama, keep Sark's name out your mouth. Hook him. Hey, seriously, if you're Bama, where do you go? Get ready. And I'm not retiring Nick Saban. I'm not convinced that he's ready to retire. Guy's energy is great. Obviously, he's still hungry. But given what he's accomplished, if he could take this team, this team, to a natty, I think it would be really poetic to walk off on that. Speaking of poetry, how about Dylan Riola? I'll get there momentarily. 1-800-636-8686. Take a short time out. I'm looking for phone calls. They're starting to ring. I like it. One more thing, Husker fan, you don't need to wait for the take to get in here. You don't need to wait to hear what I have to say to react. There's more Christmas cards on the bump back on CBS Sports Network. Nice to see it. Looking good. Husker fan, you don't need to wait for anything. You got yourself a five-star that you flipped from Georgia. Your best quarterback recruit in years. Years. Guarantees nothing except there's a reason to be excited. You have not had a quarterback of this quality in quite some time, potentially, if he lives up to the hype. I can say that for certain. So you don't need to wait on me. Meantime, we are taking telephone calls, talking almost exclusively about last night's game. I want to get to the Lakers as well. I can't believe they did it. Again, I was hoping it was a prank. I was hoping it was some kind of troll job. I mean, there's no way they would hang a banner. Not the Lakers. No way they're putting a banner up in the rafters next to the actual banners for winning an in-season tourney. Then they went out and they did just that. And not only did they do that, they chased it by getting beaten. And they also had an accompanying X, an X post, that was one of the cringiest, cheesiest things I have ever seen on the X. I mean, there's nothing right about this, and everything is all wrong about it, which I'll get to. First, though, I want to go back to the phones. We go to the ATL. Jason in Atlanta. It's good to have you, Jason. How are you? Hey, Jimmy. I'm a lifelong Eagles fan. Grew up in Delco. Um, And my whole mindset going into that game, especially once it was revealed that Jalen was hurt and he flew separately and all that, was that they were going to kind of operate the same way the Bills did the day before against the Cowboys and just run the ball and freaking minimize the burden on Hurts. And just, they got the O-line to do it, run the ball 40, 50 times. The Eagles have proven they could do it with the O-line and with DeAndre Swift and uh, the other guys. And uh, it's just, it was a complete head-scratcher to me. I mean, they would have won that game and would have, you know, kind of minimized Hurts' mistakes and stuff and taken into account, you know, he was kind of compromised health-wise. And so, um, I just, yeah, I'm at a loss, man. No, I think you're right, dude. I agree with you. I agree with you. They were running it. Now, they had that opening drive. They go right down the field, and they did try to run the ball, but they tried to run the ball with Hurts, and Hurts did run the ball. But again, the guy came in, banged up, bad knee, had the flu, was questionable as to whether or not he could play, flew separately. So you know the guy was not right. 
So why not run the football? They did, except they had him run the football for 82 yards. I'm guessing that probably didn't help him at the end of the game. But I think you're right. They could have run on them. And I'm surprised they didn't commit to the run. But then easy to see why they keep falling in love when you consider who they have the, to throw the ball to in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Except it's not working, right? Goddard, too. Except it didn't work. It wasn't working. Jalen had a couple of critical mistakes throwing the ball, and it came back to bite them. But I think you're right. Why not move the chains? Why not pound the ball? Bad conditions, too. Not only that, but I was watching that game like, wow, I can't believe Philly fan traveled the way Philly fan did. When was the last time you saw that kind of opposing fan base in that house and making a difference early on or a difference? It's a bad loss. It's a really, really bad loss. Getting hammered by Frisco was a really bad thing. Getting hammered by Dallas was a really bad thing. Then having a game that you won get away from you because your defense can't make a play and get the hell off the field, and having a backup quarterback, frankly, who's a really good story, and that was one of the best post-game interviews I've ever seen, I loved it. I loved it. But the guy didn't do a hell of a lot for most of the game. To have that guy go right down the field on you in under 90 seconds, make a couple of beautiful throws, you know, where's the defense? But then again, what does it tell you that they made a change in defensive play caller this late in the season with only three losses? They're panicking. They're desperate. They're imploding. And then the worst-case scenario plays out. They let Matt the Ticonderoga call defensive plays, and a backup goes right down the field on him, 92 yards in that final drive. Like, that's the worst thing that could have happened. is like, that's on me. I made that call. It was my I decision, made that change. And, that's what, and that's what I did. You couldn't have scripted that any worse. The guy that you went to had a defense on the field at the end of the game that couldn't make a play, couldn't get the hell off the field, and they let the opposition go the distance. A backup quarterback. And you got one of your star corners saying, what could I do, man? I was just at the sticks. He just ran right by me. I did prevent a first down. It's not like he got a first down. Yeah, but he got a touchdown, dude. He's running past me. But they didn't get fresh downs, though. They didn't get a fresh set of downs, so I did my job. I was at the sticks. They did not get a fresh set of downs. Believe me, man. I was on those sticks like glue. Nothing really. What could I have done? Nothing really? What, What does that mean? Like, they left me on an island. What was I supposed to do? I had no help over the top. He ran right by me. Oh, no, I was just playing It's just a strange answer, man. You know, I got beat. How about I got beat? That's on me. What could I have done? I don't know. He ran right by me. Nothing, really. Anything. Anything is better than letting a guy, quote, run right by you with the game on the line. And even arguably the number one seed. You know, whatever slight chance you still had for that on the line. It's a hell of a lot on the line for that game. To have, quote, a guy run right by you, what can I do? Let's try Florida. Brandon. Hey, Brandon, what's up? Hello. Hello. How you doing? What's up? 
Yeah, I kind of agree with what you said. Come on, all I got to say is Drew Lock, man. Drew Lock, Adam, I roasted and toasted. That's the defense. That's the defense. That defense been slacking for the last, like you said, three weeks. Like you said, they got hammered by San Francisco, Dallas, and then got served up real good in Seattle. Now, I, I, and I really don't think the weather conditions got anything to do with it because Philly, they used to play in all type of weather and hostile environments up there in Philly. It's just... It just comes down to that defense. The team, the team basically ain't playing together as a team, like Jalen Hurts said. So I don't know about that commitment part, though. But I just know, you know, so you going out there, you playing and you losing. You got to, you got to. It's something that y'all got to do. You got to get back to that drawing board and change that, change it up. That's the bottom line. No, I feel you, Brandon. I, I, first of all, I appreciate you, dude. I agree with you. I don't. This is why I'm not commenting on the commitment thing specifically because I don't know who or what he's talking about specifically. I'm just saying that when he said that publicly, it made it a lot worse for him in the eyes of Philly fan. That Philly fan already enraged, didn't want to hear that. Philly fan didn't want to hear anything other than, my bad. You know, because inevitably it's always about the quarterback, right? It's one of the lamest cliches ever, but it's so true. The quarterback gets way too much credit when they win and way too much blame when they lose. And right now he's getting too much blame. That's not all on Jalen Hurts. There are lots of other guys that played like crap. They're not right. And Brandon's right. It's not new either. It's not new either. That was not a one-off. That's no anomaly. That's not the first time we've seen that. The defense has got major problems. Major problems. Why do you think they let the guy with the pencil behind his ear call plays this late in the season? Because the defense has major problems. And they're panicking. And I'm going to say it again. If Matthew, the Ticonderoga, is your solution, then you don't have a solution. I just, for James Bradbury to say, I don't want to say that he gave in. I don't want to say he gave up. I'm just saying that's a really peculiar response. What could I do? He ran right by me. He just ran past me because I was sitting at the sticks. Because I was at the sticks. Yeah, I don't know, dude. They needed a touchdown to win. Maybe you don't let that guy run right by you. Maybe you do whatever you can to prevent that guy from running right by you. Because if he runs right by you, you're going to lose. They got a lot of problems. But I would not start with Jalen Hurts being problem number one. He's not. He had a bad game. He had a bad game, but so did a lot of them. Hey, Jim. After Eagles fans run me out of town, I'm going to play for the Steelers. They won't mind me playing the Sticks. Sign James Bradbury. At Wapner at 11 on the X. Quote, I'm just sitting in the Sticks. Signed Rome in the Eag. For the holidays. Me sitting over the ice hole in the sticks, you mean? Bumping sticks. Sitting in the sticks. Guarding the sticks. Frank Schwab said it yesterday. I said to him, he's in Colorado. He went to college in Wisconsin, and I said, dude, we've never done it before, but we are going to Wisconsin for Christmas. What do you think? And he said, I think, 
it's a really bad idea. He goes, I love Wisconsin. But, dude, you're in California. Why would you leave California in December to go to Wisconsin? I said, because I haven't done it before. I want to try something different. And then I thanked him for coming on, and then I shared the fact that my man Woody is going to take me ice fishing, even though I don't want to go ice fishing. But then again, I didn't want to eat his pork chop either, and he said, you're getting one anyway. I got a feeling that when I tell Woody, Woody, I'm good, bro. My brother, I'm good. I don't want to go ice fishing. Woody is going to say to me, well, you're going anyway. And then when I do, Frank Schwab hit me up on the X and said, dude, Rome, if you ice fish, you better live stream that. To which I responded, you know what? If I do ice fish, I will live stream that. Good to see Eagle fan getting up in here. I want your thoughts on this, right? I've already given you my thoughts completely. What do you make of what you're seeing from this team? Man, they are spiraling. Spiraling. They're in a free fall. Never mind the one seed. They're a five seed right now. They're looking up at Tampa Bay right now. Alvin, you can go ahead and stop making my ears bleed anytime. Not a big fan of that band, frankly. Hey, there's a doc that I was watching over the weekend. Arnold's doc. Pretty interesting. See you at the party, Richter. I didn't finish it. I didn't get to the really unsavory stuff. So I don't know if it's in there or not, Richter. But I thought it was pretty interesting, Richter, that you climbed to the top of three different worlds. Bodybuilding, acting, and politics, Richter. I need to get my ass back to the documentary and see how it ends, Richter. All right, we'll take a short time out. Coming up at the top of the hour, Kyle Juszczyk, Niners fullback. I'm looking for telephone calls on this Tuesday. Also, when we come back, Nebraska, I'm not going to wait on you anymore. I'll give you my thoughts. You've got yourself a five-star. You've got yourself a quarterback. And you ripped him from Georgia. That's got to feel pretty damn good. This one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What is your beef? Chris in Milwaukee writes, Jimmy, he just ran right by me. What was I supposed to do? Regards the TSA when Jim is leaving Wisconsin to escape sub 10 degree weather. Nothing really. Again, fair. He's running past But I want you to remember we did have a home in Montana for more than 10 years. And we did go there every single Christmas. I've been in cold weather. I went to the AFC Championship game in Kansas City, damn near died. I've been in cold weather. This is not my first time in cold weather. Now, granted, in recent years, we have chased sun, the sun. Generally, we go to Mexico, and I thought, I got to change up. I need to do something different. I want to shock my system. I want a white Christmas. I want some snow. Let's see. I may surprise you, clones. You might get that live feed of me dropping a line into the hole, cut through the ice. Ice. You want to talk premium content. You want premium free content. Me sitting in my igloo or whatever it is people sit in when they ice fish. And I'll push that out free. It'll be good. 
I don't know that it'll be Ice. long form, but it will be free. I'll be feeling that peer pressure from Woody. You know it. If there's a Woody cameo, and there will be, it could break the internet. See, my man Woody, like, he knows kind of, sort of. Like, he knows what I do, and he knows that he became a thing on the program, and this is what makes Woody so cool. He doesn't really care at all. He's never once said one thing to me. Now, I have other neighbors in Eagle River that have rolled up on me and said, hey, man, why are you always talking about Woody? What about me? To which I have to politely say, yo, what about you? What about you? So Woody, the reason Woody is so cool when I talk about Woody is because he's so cool. And it's not a thing to him. The reason I don't talk about my other neighbors that roll up on me and say, what about me? Is because you're the type of person to roll up on me and say, what about me? What about you? Anyway, I'm going to try and give you some live premium content from Eagle River on the ice. Let's go to the phones. We go to Michigan. Steve in Michigan. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Hey, how you been, man? Good, dude. How about you? Not bad. Not bad. Kind of bummed to see uh, the Eagles lose last night, but I see who was running the defense, so I figured that was going to happen. It did not help the Lions. Yeah, no, it did not help the Lions. At least the Lions got right. You told Tommy that the Lions need some love. The Lions need some love. Here's my problem with the Lions need some love. The Lions got a hell of a lot of love on this show. A hell of a lot of love on this show until it started to get away from them. And then I went to the X and I started to see some of the Lion reaction on the X. And what I saw from some of you Lions fans were things like, Fire Dan Campbell, which is maybe the worst idea I've ever heard. Fire Dan Campbell, fire Jared Goff, and then you win one game, and you get right, and you look good doing it, and you beat a team that was hot, and then it's like, where's the love for us? Where's the love for you? You were trying to fire your own coach four days earlier. I went to the X. I saw it all. Is there anybody anywhere that doesn't want to fire their coach? Find me one fan base that does not want to fire their coach right now. Oh, wait. Like, I'd even say, like, John Harbaugh. No, he gets heat. He gets heat whenever they lose. Mike Tomlin. Steelers fans would have run him out of town already. They've been trying to on this show every single day this week. Sean McVay was getting heat from Ram fan. Never mind that they won a Super Bowl less than two years ago. Never mind that Sean McVay is doing arguably his best job ever. LaFleur is catching some heat. Now, some of these guys deserve heat. I'm just trying to think of one fan base that right now does not want to fire their head coach. Andy Reid's probably safe. Kyle Shanahan's definitely safe. But even it gets a little prickly in the Bay once in a while. But Shanahan's safe. They're not calling for his head. But I would argue that in almost every single NFL market, they want to fire their head coach. It's getting worse, not better. Speaking of the Niners, their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, will join me at 11 o'clock. So about 10 minutes from right now. Hey, Rome, instead of ice fishing, it would be more impressive if you could spear one. Then you could fight me. Signed, Bill Plaschke. Mike in Temecula. I love Plaschke. 
I would never want to fight Plaschke. Hey, Rome, tell James Bradbury that I won't run right by him. I will run right through him. You're welcome. Signed, The Great Equalizer. I don't know. Alvin, thanks. Thanks for nothing. Thank you very little, Alvin. You're welcome. Sirianni better reach into his bag of tricks. Now, I don't know if he wants to go with another rock, paper, scissors tournament. I don't know if he wants to remind us less thinking equals less talent thinking takeover. Equals talent takeover. I don't know if he wants to talk bleep to the Chiefs again. But this dude better reach into his bag of tricks and come up with a way to reset these guys. Because they are bleeding. Not just bleeding, they're hemorrhaging. They could very well bleed out. And I think that they do miss both those coaches. Steichen and shot out of a cannon cannon. I think they miss both them badly. Obviously, or the pencil would not be out there getting torched. Look at the job that Steichen is doing. I'll tell you who deserves some love. Steichen. Look at the job he's doing with the injuries they've had, and they're right there at eight and six. Look at the job that guy's doing. Steichen is a coach of the year candidate. Steichen, although at first, his first impressions were not great impressions, this guy's doing a hell of a job. A great job. You don't think they miss that guy very much. And I'd even argue they miss shot out of a cannon, Gannon. Not the same team without the two of them. Dear Georgia, tell me how my ass tastes. Yours, Husker fan. Damn, Geoff, that's it? That's all you have to offer? Your guy makes the announcement that he's flipping. He's leaving Georgia. He's coming home to Nebraska. Not technically home, but home. And makes the announcement with some incredible poetry. And the best you can do is tell me how my ass tastes? The thing about that is, Geoff, that is the best you can do. Gordon is in. Can you start the year in review tomorrow so I can make it before you run out of time? Signed, Rogan Loam. Don't worry, son. You'll make it in the program. Gordon's talking about the old school where we would do a year in review, and then all of a sudden we get to the last segment, and we're only in June. And since Rogue's... (laughs) Showed up towards the end of the year. He might not get in. Again, the thing, I don't want to brag on my kid, but the thing that made Rogue so effective is he was so laid back and so comfortable. I guarantee Rogue's doesn't even know that I do a year in review. I guarantee that Rogan doesn't care if he makes it into the year in review. He didn't even really want to do the show that day. It wasn't until his mother talked both of us into it that he showed up. Like, he shows up, but only if he has to show up. Now he doesn't care. Now he's already, he's coming, he's coming home midweek. We're going to meet Jake in Wisconsin, and Rogues is already planning everything except being with the fam once he gets here. 
This guy writes, the gum assassin is safe. I would say safer. Safer. If Drew Locke does not bail that guy out of the buzzer last night, he's not safe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.